Hey guys, welcome back to the Common Knowledge Podcast with Matt and Andrew. Um, and today we have a bit of a special one for you guys uh, because I have been learning languages for a while and Andrew's now learning a second language for the first time. And how long has it been since you tried your your, your first um, second language? Well, my first second language is Portuguese and I learned that as a kid. So that... Of course, yeah, sorry, uh, your third language I, then. <laughs> my third language, I could consider um spanish but it's more of a side effect of learning portuguese and then after that i learned cantonese which was a big big jump from portuguese which i have like roots in to like one of the most difficult languages to learn and i've forgotten everything about it but that was like i don't know now maybe i'll say i'll say approaching five years i remember about that time of type of time period yeah right yeah sorry i forgot you of course you speak you speak fluent portuguese uh because you know, <laughs> yeah anyway because you're for your family so um yeah so what we're going to be talking about today um it's going to be I, we're going to kind of talk, talk tips and stuff from both sides but how to learn a second language so not necessarily any specific language but just kind of how to approach the kind of mindset you need to have when you're when you're attacking a second language or or a third or fourth a, a foreign language that is new to you because I learned Mandarin so I, I tried to learn words in Cantonese and it's, it was a disaster but I've been speaking Mandarin for a few years now oh close to my goodness it's been a while it's been close to a decade now I've been speaking Mandarin so uh, yeah so I've been speaking speaking the Putonghua for a long long time and uh, I tried to learn it in high school and it didn't go very well. And then I uh, went to university and, you know, had the structure and everything put in front of me. But I didn't really learn much until I came to China and learned it at school in Shanghai. Yeah, I think there's a huge differences about with your age and learning languages. I think uh, it's not that it's harder to learn a language, but it's definitely the structure has to be different as you grow older. Because I'm finding that now... Um, I'm almost 30 and learning uh, Korean now is a lot different experience to learning even like Cantonese five years ago and uh, when I was younger, Portuguese. Yeah. Um, and I think you hit that kind of like you're in between that period. You started like learning as a teenager or something like that. And then. Yeah, because I was learning it for a while and I, I kind of stuck with it. Otherwise, if I had stopped after high school, I would have I would remember ni hao. Like I remember hello and thank you and goodbye. That's pretty much all I could probably absorb at that point. But, you know, it helps. I've been teaching English as, you know, my, my career here and when I was living in Australia as well for a while now. So I definitely that has something to do that has a lot to help with because you you look at languages in the uh, the grammatical sense, and you can kind of attack it that way. It's for, but we're gonna talk all we're gonna talk all the elements for sure. So, um, yeah, that's it's. I have that you know somewhat of an advantage being able to learn another language. It's more about the uh, my problem has always been the discipline, being able to sit down and actually try to have a good work ethic towards a language. That's that's another thing that really needs to be talked about as well too. Yeah, definitely. The, getting that uh, daily like uh study time even if it's just like five minutes or something just get that in because that repetition really helps yes so that's a very good point so that's why don't we make that our first little uh nugget <laughs> here um when you're learning a language it's very important that you're persistent uh even if you have to you know review words or phrases or grammar points or language language focus of some variety even if to have to relearn something because you've learned it before and you just haven't kind of got over the hump with that certain that certain vocabulary or whatever it's important to be able to do it uh probably every day if you can but obviously not if you if it's not that's not viable as much as humanly possible yeah definitely i think it daily is the goal but it's not often reached at least for me yeah that's right, for sure so my my third language i'm trying to learn here is uh french um as i've been was born in the, the nation of canada and we speak in we speak a lot of people speak that language in, in Canada, so I'd like to be able to learn it for sure. But I have faced the, a bit of a discipline problem, so I'm trying to get over it. But it's it's because uh, the grammar, the great thing about being able to skip from uh, English to French is the grammar's you know obviously not ex the exact same. There's a few differences that I've already dis discovered along the way here, but uh, it's definitely uh, very simpler. It's simpler than Chinese 
uh, Mandarin in particular, but Chinese in general, because you don't have the characters, uh, the sounds, you know, there's a lot of French words in English, which is due to the history and stuff. So it helps that way. So learning a European language for a, coming from an English background definitely helps, but it's just about, you know, putting the time in. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think if you go to classes, the biggest help for that is not, I mean, it depends on what type of learner you are, but for me, having someone there that, um, you know, if you don't do your homework for that day, you're responsible to someone, like someone knows that you're not doing the work. So that kind of like pushes me to do that, that, that study in, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Having someone to answer to definitely helps a lot because you want to, yeah. it, it's, it kind of forces you not to be completely self-reliant. You have someone else to kind of be on you, which helps a lot for sure. So in, in that case, like study groups or having someone who's also learned the language, just, you know, to talk to or have some meetups. Yeah. Yeah. And to help sure. like study is really, really helpful. Yeah. So, so um, a couple of tips that I wanted to point out on that. Number one, one thing you can do for sure is if you can find a language partner, um, maybe you can find, if you have someone that you can learn it with in your life, a friend or a family member or a partner, uh, that if you guys learn the, the language together, that definitely helps because you can kind of be on each other that way so that, oh, we need to be learning this this vocabulary now or whatever, so you try to learn it together. Or on the inverse, if you, especially if you're, um, uh, depends on depends on your situation, but if you're in a country where your your language is the native language, maybe you can find someone that's like so. In your example, a Korean, uh, if you found someone that spoke Korean in Australia, maybe you could do like a language exchange that kind of keeps each other each other on your toes the other bit as well. Um, or obviously, yeah, there's a great yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, there's 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 a great app for that. Um, I forget the name of it. Maybe I'll I'll look it up um, okay. while you're talking, but it's you choose what language you can speak fluently and what language you're learning and it matches you. It's like, like a, it's like a feed of people learning the language you speak fluently and then you can write to them in their language so they can, you can like correct each other. Oh, that's quite good. You should Does that look, make sense? Yeah, you should look yeah. that up. Get the name for that for sure. That sounds really good. Um, yeah, so stuff like this, this is very helpful. Um, you know, as an adult, it's the, the most people learn a second language nowadays as either trying to do self-study or they go to a class. Now, uh, classes are great, depends on what level you're doing. Um, there is, you know, obviously a financial issue with that as well. You have to pay for class, and if you're not willing to pay for it, then uh, then you have to kind of turn towards self-study. Now, we're not gonna t give you any tips on books or anything like that, because it depends on the language you're learning, obviously, but um, there's a few tips that you can definitely pick up, um, even if you're in class, to try and you know, better your language learning. So the first one I wanted to talk about, um, and I, I've given this advice to my students before, and I've given it to people that are trying to learn a second language is, um, just to improve your listening ability, what you, what you can do, and this is how, this is one of the tips that I did while I was learning Chinese. My, my, uh, college roommate, my university roommate at the time, he, he, kind of uh, employed this for us while we were living in China together and so this definitely helped a lot and what you do is you take a cartoon uh, I say a cartoon because generally you want something that's a little bit easier on the vocabulary you don't want to be watching uh, Shakespeare or something like that but some sort of cartoon kind of based around something that children watch maybe or older children like in their their you don't want to watch like Thomas the t the the Train or something like that. Something more like uh, a, a Pixar movie or kind of one of the more recent Disney movies, and have it on in the foreign language that you're learning. So in my example, I was learning Chinese, and so what you do is you have it on in the background. Even if you should watch it once, uh, watch it with the dub. So that means have the audio be the language that you're learning, and then the first time you watch it, watch it with the subtitles in English, I'm assuming, but, or your native language. And that will help you kind of understand what the movie's about. You know, you can kind of see how things are going. And then, but what the, the trick is, what my big tip is, is you watch that movie, that cartoon over and over and over and over again. And you should adjust, adjust the subtitles away from English into the native language. And then eventually maybe just take the subtitles out altogether. And what you do is you pick up all sorts of great phrases, words, you know, you, you, you kind of know the memory, the, the movie off off the top of your head. Off, uh, you can probably do lines verbatim in a native in a foreign language, which so that can really help out for sure. And you just have to have it on the on the background. You don't have to actually watch the same movie over and over again. Like what we would do is we'd have it on on the TV while we were studying. So it was just there. It was just helping kind of to the atmosphere of learning the language. 
Yeah, if you can't find a cartoon that is in that language, just find, I mean, a cartoon from that country that you're learning, just find like an English cartoon or a like Japanese cartoon that's been translated, like dubbed into the language you're learning because it might be a bit easier compared to, because not every country produces like cartoons, right? Yeah, I agree with that. So yeah, like what we yeah. did, like I, you know, I'm not going to totally... Um, diss Chinese media, but I'm not a huge fan of Chinese media. Um, Chinese television is not my favorite thing in the world, so I don't really generally watch very much of it if I can avoid it. But what we watched, my roommate and I, we watched the uh, Japanese animation movie uh, Spirited Away, which is about a little girl in this kind of weird uh, hotel that's like occupied by all these monsters and spirits and stuff. And so it would, the, the language was pretty straightforward. You know, we learned words that we'd probably never, I've forgotten now, probably like about different types of spirits that are in Japanese culture. So obviously not that important to learn, but you definitely learn lots of other words that are very useful for sure. So the app I found is called Hello Talk. Hello Talk. So if you just look it up in, you know, the app store or whatever, Play Store, you should find it. Yeah. Nice. Good tip. Um, so what about like, What's your tip to, you know, you're interested in language, say you're, you've been watching a lot of anime, because I know a lot of people start want to learn Japanese after watching anime. Um, what's your tip? Like, how should they get started to, like, what's the first step to learning a language? The very first step. Um, yeah. So if you're not taking a class, uh, then you should, you should buy a beginner book. So obviously my biggest tip would be take a class. You need to probably go have a class because uh, it'll, the teacher will be able to, um, especially with your pronunciation, because the first thing you learn when you take a class is, is how to pronounce the alphabet, if the alphabet's different than your own, and then how to, or if there's different parts of the alphabet that are different, you need to learn how to say these these sounds and then how to pronounce, you know, basic words. And so they can kind of teach you how basic pronunciation is done. And the problem with trying to learn it on your own is if you develop a bad habit, then what happens is that your habit kind of is hard to kind of remove later later down the road when you're when you're trying to speak the language to to native speakers of that language. So my biggest tip was just to if you and that's if if you can of course is to get into a class. Yeah, I completely agree. Um even if you're just if you're curious, you know, download like, you know, go to some website, look up a few things online to see if you'll be interested in learning the language. But I definitely think that getting into a class like as soon as possible is the best way to, uh, you know, to learn and not make sure you don't have bad habits. And um, just a tip, there's a lot of free or close to free language learning resources out there if you look. For instance, um, when I was learning Korean, I was going to go to a university that was in my area, but then I found out about um, what they call KCC, Korean Cultural Center, which is like a government like Korean government run center in Australia to get people to learn about Korea. And they had in the past, they had free Korean lessons. And now it's just like a hundred dollars for the, for the trimester. Cause it's in uh, three times a year. They have classes. Um, yeah. Not, not a pregnancy, not a pregnancy trimester. Yeah. Not a pregnancy thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, that's what, that's what it is though. It's a, but yeah, it's not a pregnancy trimester. It's a, it's just a three, they have three sessions per year. Right. <laughs> nah, that's a good tip because um you know i know i like i have a buddy here that that teaches spanish um because countries will put out um they'll put out some sort of cultural it's like a soft power kind of move so the idea that they want to try and spread their culture around the world so that people can appreciate their cultures a lot of countries will provide free or subsidized sort of classes or maybe they'll have like a like a free class once a week like so even if it's just once a week you can go in and just harass the teacher because um you know they 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 are probably paid to be there obviously uh, most of them are they're volunteers and so that if they're volunteers they're definitely very willing to help you out but um yeah you, if you can find like a cultural um community that's based on that like the country will probably put something out so like uh like for example i didn't do this but like if there's there's like the French version is uh, um, I believe it's called Alliance Francais, which is like the the French Alliance or something like that, and so they're like a language school set up by the French government around the world in different countries, and you just kind of hunt those things down, and that helped that they yeah. have some great resources. There was a church in my area that 
provided free English lessons for foreigners as well. I mean, I know, I know, like English lessons not what our listeners want to find, but just be creative and when you're looking for it and things like that. And if you can't find anything, um, yeah, maybe just just go to whatever you can. Yes, that's for sure. So, yeah, because the reason, the most important thing about like self learning a language is great, but the only the only downside with it is the pronunciation. So you could probably learn the vocabulary, you could learn the grammar. uh, Probably, if you're if you're a good student, you probably learn it pretty competently, pretty quickly. But the problem you're going to face is if you can't shape your mouth in the right way and can't pronounce the words properly, then if you don't have someone there to kind of point that out to you then you're not you're going to develop bad habits like i said earlier so that's definitely why if you can't get a class then the best thing to do is to try and find when you're learning it by yourself and we'll talk about how to start that in a second is to like andrew said find a place that can provide some sort of you know free class or maybe close to free class yeah well the other option i guess is to find um a language trading buddy on the internet and have a skype session with them yeah, exactly. Something like that. That's, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, that That's definitely not ideal. But if, let's say you're like, you're an Antarctica research, you know, you're out there for six months and you still want to learn another language and maybe just uh, Skyping someone on the internet might be the best solution maybe. for that. Yeah. Maybe. Now, uh, if you're going to start self-study, um, like I said, first thing you should probably do is buy a book, a beginner book that has your language and, their, and the, 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 the foreign language together and you can you know go through the lessons that they provide as a self-help book usually these things usually have some sort of audio um so that you can listen along try and imitate what the words that they're saying so there is lots of resources out there you have to pay a little bit of money obviously to to buy books um you know there's other there's there's language learning apps uh duolingo is not bad i learned some french on that for sure but again the, the problem becomes you are kind of you know you're hemmed in by their lessons so the way they teach it is good but you know it's not it's not super advanced or anything like that but the other problem is that it doesn't really help you with pronunciation so you could probably learn vocabulary and it's a great place to learn vocabulary but don't believe that you're you know the, the, the one thing my my one beef with duolingo is it provides you with like a percentage of how fluent you are and so like i was like <laughs> i was like 12 percent fluent in french i'm like i don't feel 12 percent fluent in french at all like i can remember some words but i don't i couldn't speak to a person you know you know in french there's no way <laughs> you're not like 10 percent of conversation at all you like <laughs> no i guess yeah. you know i can say hello and goodbye and you're welcome and these kind of things so um, um, I think one tip for if you're going to buy a book for self-study is don't buy a book that is meant for a classroom. Yes, that's a good tip. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, a lot of lot of book, like a language like language books, they'll say essential French or essential Korean or whatever, and so that's a good book to pick up because that's going to be very practical, kind of get you in the door sort of sort of uh, material in order to build on down the road yep yeah because you want to be able to have a conversation with somebody i mean the 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 main reason why adults learn a foreign language in adulthood rather than in childhood you're not trying to write an essay you know in french you're not trying to submit an academic paper i mean most of us aren't some there are obviously people in academia that would like to publish their paper in a foreign language but um the point is you want to have a conversation with people that speak that language and maybe they don't speak your language. And so that's why you should be learning conversational stuff first rather than trying to jump in on some heavy-duty, difficult vocabulary. Yeah, learning a language is is very much a marathon. Um, if, if you learn things that are, you, are practical to you and that you're going to use, it's way more motivating than learning, yeah, like, academia stuff or something not practical or, you know, so you definitely want to get the most daily, like... Write down what you wish you would could say, and then find those words and that that grammar for that particular thing. You know. Yeah, that's could, yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's a good tip because, like, I'm I remember because one of the kind of uh, this is one of the um, points about Chinese. Chinese has this these things where they have like these four these four syllable uh, idioms. So in Chinese, just to really quickly cover it, this is really not doing it any justice, but it's this monosyllabic language. So each syllable is just kind of its own word. And so 
uh, they have these these idioms that are done in four characters, or they have like these kind of poems that you can say in four characters at a time, or four syllables at a time. And so they try to teach you that sometimes in school. And you know, it's like these kind of deep philosophical kind of concepts that they're trying <laughs> to teach you with the because each character just has so much impact so much meaning so they're trying to teach you how these characters kind of work with each, with the uh with each other and like how they, they function by themselves but that's not how people talk in in china nowadays or in the chinese uh, diaspora right like they speak you know in conversational chinese not in bookish academic chinese so it was not a very practical thing to teach i mean there are students that learn mandarin that love that kind of stuff like there's some you know like they have like the very keen foreigners that really love learning that kind of thing but most of us don't really care like we just want to be able to have a conversation talk about our hobbies talk about probably work and that sort of thing yeah i think uh setting setting goals like your expectations of what you want out of the language is important as well because i mean it's going to take years for you to become fluent you know so like kind of work out like is it, is it speaking to your partner's parents you know is it something like that then work towards those goals instead of going for this uh just being a native speaker or something like that you know it's a lot more <laughs> i love that. i love that you pulled a very relevant reference reference for you <laughs> yeah that's the first thing i thought of sorry okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh classic uh, for everyone out there my my girlfriend is korean that's why i've been learning korean. yeah i it was i'm i'm sure yeah we're, that's <laughs> yes it's very very good point oh man that's funny um yeah so that's um you know like you said have have goals have something you want to be able to do um and then like i said uh when you when you kind of have some of it under your belt so if you're more in the intermediate kind of level of your language learning uh learn about your hobby whatever your hobby might be uh, hopefully if you have a hobby not everyone does but most people do um learn about your hobby in that in that language in your new language because that will you'll pick up so much vocabulary doing that so um my example i'm a very i i quite like uh tabletop games so board games and card games and uh i when i was learning mandarin back in back in the day when i was still in uni i bought uh knockoff i probably shouldn't admit this but i bought knockoff board games in chinese and uh, i would try to go through <laughs> the rules in them like i so i knew the game but i tried to like read the rules in chinese to try and learn how to kind of express certain things and that helped a lot i don't remember everything obviously nowadays but because i've kind of you know i could i could read it but i couldn't probably write it you know what i'm saying so i didn't i didn't yeah. have the practical skill to be able to write and write rules in chinese but i can probably read competently the rules for a game in Chinese nowadays still. So that's, you know, but that, that's my, that's why I'm really interested and that's what I love to do. So that's why it, it kind of stuck more than anything else. But yeah, that's it. Just, but those things that you are going to actually use every day, uh, the things that you should be spending the most time studying. Does that make sense? Cause not the most time, but at least at first, you know, you, you get those, those kind of like whatever the most frequent thing you're going to be using every day learn that you know because then that will you feel you feel better about the learn the language you're not you know you learn all these words like you learn you know vocabulary is like ten thousand words but you can't have a conversation because you never learned you know hello how are you yeah something like that something practical oh yeah that's for sure practical is good but i think what you you made a really good point in there in the middle there is confidence now confidence is probably one of the most important things when you're learning a language because if you don't do anything with confidence that you can't really use it practically and you're kind of wasting the your ability of the different vocabulary words and the different grammar that you learn um so yeah once you get confident with it um then you can if you're okay to make mistakes you know so you can talk to yeah. people you try to con converse with people and you 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 will make mistakes it's gonna happen you know i mean i make mistakes in english still because <laughs> you know i'm not careful yeah, i I, f <laughs> I find that like i'm a fairly confident person but when it comes to speaking someone else's language i am very very unconfident but it's just something that you have to work through and kind of get that out of the way that unconfident feeling out of the way because it's the only way to learn is to actually use it yeah i agree with that yeah you need to yeah. you need to be able to make mistakes that's why like when i when i teach english um i try to be as confident like i try to build the confidence of my students as much as humanly possible like i don't try and beat them down you got i I'm, i know this is not really 
I don't know many English teachers that would do that, but you know, what you have to try and do with these students is to get their confidence up a bit so that they want to experiment with their language more. And then that will, that will get more results more than anything. Yeah. Experimenting. Yeah. When, once you start experimenting with language, that's when you start really uh, accelerating your learning, I think. And from my point of view, from what I've learned anyway. Yeah. Same. That was, that was definitely for sure. Yeah. I, I think, uh, one thing that helps me is I remember that everyone is ignorant about something and no one can know everything. So don't feel like, you know, don't feel embarrassed when they laugh or something like that. Cause often when foreigners speak a language, it's, it's cute, right? It's funny. Yeah? When uh, my girlfriend tries to pronounce some words and she gets it wrong, it's, it's cute to me. And that's the same way they're feeling about you. So they're, they're happy that you're learning their language. Because that's like a really nice thing to do for a, for a, for a country, right? To so learn their language, it means you want to speak to them, you want to communicate with them. So don't feel embarrassed when, yeah, yeah. You, yeah no, often I totally, you, I totally agree with that. That's yeah, a really good yeah. point. Because yeah, often I was gonna say no, often yeah, whoever whoever's teaching you, like your teacher, they will they've heard it all, right? So they will never find it cute and funny because it's just like, oh yeah, they make this mistake. That's because you know in in whatever language you come from they speak like this, whatever. so they understand where you're coming from, they'll teach you, but when you start speaking with uh, native speakers that don't are not uh, there to teach you, it's everything's new to them and all the cute little funny ways that you say different words is, is, is funny to them, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, you know why it's funny, because um, when I was in school in, in, in Shanghai, um, I had, you know, I had teachers laugh at some things, but that's probably because more just about the what the students were trying to say rather than like the mistakes. Yeah. Like they like I had some yeah. really I had some class clowns in my class, you know, and uh, they would just say some obnoxious things. So that probably took them that probably caught them a little off guard sometimes. But yeah, most of the time when you're learning a language, um, definitely utilize your teacher's knowledge and their their skills. Hopefully, if the teacher's good, then they've done it for a little while. Then, like Andrew said, they're gonna have. They're going to see probably everything under the, under the sun in regards to learning their language. So, yeah, you know, use that to your to your full advantage. Don't you try stuff with your teacher, you know, ask them questions or, you know, really pry, pry on them because that's kind of what they're there for. I, I think uh, this isn't for everyone, but teaching someone else what you learned is a great way to reinforce what you learned as well. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's practical for um, not even just language, it's in general, like when you learn anything. Yeah, it's in general, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it, for language, it definitely helps. Um, you know, I tried that when I was when I was learning Mandarin, but my family didn't appreciate it very much. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's not for everyone. It's, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it helped me reinforce my language, but they were just like, man, Matt, I really, yeah, I, I don't I, care I, how you say... <laughs> I don't want to learn Chinese. I, I don't care how you say 10,000 Chinese. I really can't give a crap, you know. <laughs> So, uh, so, but yeah, that's a great, if you can, funny. if you can find someone receptive, then awesome. That, yeah, that's a great, that's a great, uh, great avenue for sure as well. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So now, what about like, in terms of like tools that you use, like what are your favorite, like, yes. wh- how do you study? Okay. Like, let's talk about that. Okay. So let's, let's say how did I study Mandarin? Because that was, that's yeah. a success story. Learning French has not been a success story yet. I need to. You know, I need to rewrite the franchise on that a little bit. But the um, <laughs> uh, when I was learning Mandarin, um, what you we had, I, it helped that I was in class, right? So, but what I did was I would take mov- the vocabulary, especially vocabulary that I had difficulty with, and I would make flashcards. Now, um, that can mean literally uh, flashcards on pieces of paper that you can write. So you write the the foreign language on one side, and then uh, then you write the the English on the other side, and maybe example on the uh, the foreign side in a sentence so you can see how it's used in a sentence the problem that i feel that people don't deal with when they do flashcards with vocabulary is they can say the word but they don't know how to use the word so it doesn't really especially like grammar words like words that are more practical in a grammatical sense they kind of put the sentence together those words uh you need to be able to practice how to use them right anyway so flashcards on a piece of paper um, and you can have decks and decks i had decks when i was in uni and then someone turned me on to the computer program called Anki, which is spelled A-N-K-I. I think it was- Yeah, a- I, I, yeah I was going to say, I swear by that, but it definitely isn't for everyone because it takes some time to set up compared to paper. We just write it down and it's done. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah. paper you have to pay for. <laughs> but, and yeah, the, I guess you got to- Yeah. And <laughs> the other great thing about paper, um, not to- 
I, I'm going to talk about Anki for sure because I think Anki yeah. is the way to go. But the other really nice thing about paper is you write it down, so you kind of have that. You force, yeah, that's true. You force your mind, your and your hand is involved, so you're writing the words down, and so, I mean, it's not a huge thing, but it definitely helps a bit. But um, on Anki, um, so Anki is a is a program I believe it was initially developed to learn Japanese or vice or Japanese to learn English, something like that. But it's a flashcard program. Uh, as far as as far as the, this point in the recording, I believe it's still free of charge. I think they do it either they have a, like a pro version or they have like a um, donation option. Yeah, I, I think only the iPhone. If I'm not sure, but only the iPhone version is paid, something like that. I'm not. Yeah, I can't. I'm not too much sure. I'm yeah. not really sure. The the PC version is for sure free, and I believe the Android, the Android version is free. Yeah. Yeah, I believe those two are free for sure. I'm not. I can't vouch for I, iOS. I don't really have many iOS devices, and I have one. Um, so mm-hmm. um, basically how it works is you can you have a couple options. You can make your own decks. So that's what I did um, primarily because I was... I definitely to... recommend making your own deck. Yes. I don't think going through pre-built decks is... Yeah. is so there are, pre- like Andrew said, there are pre-built decks that you can just download off the internet. Someone made the deck already. So it's already punched in. Um, some of them are good. Uh, I, the ones I was learning for French were good. The only problem... Well, not the only problem. There's a few problems. But the one of the problems is that the vocabulary might be all over the place. So if you don't know how to really, you know, navigate their deck and really design which cards are coming out, it could just be random words. So like when I was learning, I was there's one cool one I had found for French. It had a picture, it had audio, it had the words, colored, stuff like this. It was very well done. But the only problem was that you learn words like body and winter and roof and dog you know like it's just like all over the place like i don't need to be thrown vocabulary all you know you know scattershot like that i need to be able to learn okay in a house you could point to the different things within the house okay that's how you say lights that's how you say ceiling that's how you say couch you know that's a more practical way of learning a language kind of doing things in units that's why uh classes and lessons and books are all designed around units with a similar theme because you need to be able to if you can kind of attack it in one shot, it's definitely a better way to do it. Yeah, I agree. The only exception is that if you're at the point where you're trying to learn as much vocabulary scattershot as possible, you know, because there comes a point where you just need to uh, just remember vocabulary. Yes. And so in that situation, yeah. for sure, the deck is de- like pre-built decks are great. For I would say get a frequency. Yeah, if not not for beans, but if, you, if you're at that point, get a frequency deck, like most frequently used words in that language kind of style deck. Yes, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah, but again, um, it like you were saying earlier, and I totally agree with this: is building your own decks is better. Um, now you're not you yeah. might not have all the sounds and the and the pictures if you don't want to put the effort in. If you do, fantastic, and maybe you can put the deck up and people might use it. So that that would be a nice little uh, nice little brownie points for you. But um, the, the the great thing about building decks, number one, is you are doing the vocabulary that you're working on now, or the the grammar points you're working on now so it's practical for your immediate use which is really important the next thing is you're doing it yourself so you're typing all the words out your that will help you remember the words so you're like okay i remember when i typed this out you'll have images of yourself typing the word you know so that definitely comes into play down the road for sure so you can that kind of reinforces the, the the content for yourself and uh and then it's just because it's very practical you're you're looking at um, like I said before, a unit so you can do a whole chunk of vocabulary in one go and you could probably, you know, look around the room if that's what you're doing or you could, you know, have different animals' minds in, in, in place and so you can kind of keep focused that way. That's good. It's mostly good, I, I kinda, believe. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. There's a, I, I, I agree with that. D- definitely, um, I was going to say that uh, I was going to wait for this, but since I interrupted you already, I was going to say that Anki is meant to be for review, not for learning new things, I think. I feel that way. It's a flashcard system, right? So it's meant to be words that you already know and you're trying to memorize. Yes. So getting these pre-built decks is not great for that because um, the scientifically, the Anki is meant to be like the best way to memorize something. This is what they found or something. I'm not sure exactly what the study said, but that's kind of like what they base the system of. Like... Um, so you review cards, and then if you memorize it really well, like you you mark it down as easy, and that goes far in the future, and the things that are harder 
get um, brought up more often. Yes, we actually didn't really talk about we didn't really talk about the, the ins and outs, Fanky. Um, once yeah. you once you have a deck, um, <laughs> this is important. Once you actually have the deck either downloaded or you have one built, um, you can set how many fla- how many cards you like to review in a day. And so th- this is a great thing because it puts you in front of the 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 words every single day because in, in theory you should be okay i need to do my anki list now so you have like a certain point of the day maybe you're on the train you know this like commuting is great because you can just have it on your phone on android or pay for it on ios i suppose um and you could just do okay this is my anki time now and you can review so you when you review it puts the flashcard up so it will either show you one side or the other you can set all of this in the program so it's all very well done and then you could put you could type hit easy which means that it'll come back less frequently you could say like um good which will come kind of in the middle and then depending on how you design your deck you could do like like very like hard and very hard so very hard will come back like almost immediately like it'll be put right on the bottom of your your stack of cards that you need to learn that day so it's just it just kind of jumps right to the bottom whereas the easy one like might delay a few hours or a day or if you if you keep hitting easy over and over and over again because you really know the word you don't want to see that card again it'll just like it'll say 40 days later you'll see this card again so it'll be too it'll be super simple when you get that card 40 days later you're like of course i know yeah. how to, I, of course i know how to say dog you know i've learned that already i've i know this a thousand times so then it'll be like probably like six months and you won't you'll never see the card again <laughs> so. yeah eventually yeah so anki's a great tool um, and as Andrew said, it is better for memorization. So therefore, for words that you have learned in theory, and hopefully in theory, you learned how to use in a sentence. Because um, that's, a, that's a big problem that a lot of people have is they do not know how to use certain words and sentences in a foreign language. And so you need to learn that skill. It's a very important skill to have. Yeah. Uh, do- doctors use Enki a lot at- for studying because they have to memorize a whole bunch of words for like body parts and i know they yeah. is very popular with them to memorize but i would say um one thing to watch out is like it can't be your only method of study because that is really ineffective so customize and en- enki to um match how much you're going to use it you know so if you can only manage to learn two words per day then set up for that but i recommend a little bit more than that um but yeah, it's, it shouldn't be your only method of study. No, I agree with that. You the um, like what I would say for Anki, if you're, it depends on how hard hard you're going to study, like how how focused you're going to be. If you're like in school, in university, learning this language, or um, like when in my situation, if I was if my students in Australia they were learning English because they were trying to hit certain goals because they need to hit to achieve certain levels of English proficiency in order to apply for certain visas or uh schools or work or whatever so if you have these kind of very set goals in mind then you're probably going to go a little bit harder if you can afford it you could probably do like 20 30 40 cards in a day because you need to get your skills up and if that's what you're putting your your time into then it's great but if you're like casual like like i am um then you probably 10 is probably a good number each day 10 10 maybe 20 right you don't want to do two. yeah i agree yeah. Two, two you're not yeah. going to really learn it you need to be able to cycle through because the other thing with anki is if you if you just have the same two words over and over and over again you're going to forget it in five minutes right because yep yep you need to have it kind of sh- sifted through it it needs to come back to you again you need to be able to try and recall it because the, the, the great thing about anki is you're recalling it and if it's already there it's already at the front of your mind then you're not putting any effort to try and recall it and you're not actually learning anything yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so that's why it's to bring things to your long term memory, not short term. Yeah, that's right. You don't want it. Yeah, if it's already there, then it's not hard. You're like, oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that literally three seconds ago, so I know exactly what that is, right? Like, what? What? Where you're not gaining anything from that, so don't bother. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, Anki, great. I think I think that's like the biggest tip, the most uh, important tool I find for myself is, is Anki. Yes, for sure. Now. Um, Another big tool uh, is uh, native speakers. So we kind of covered this a little bit, but let's kind of dive a little bit deeper into this. So if you are living in a country that you're learning their language, uh, you're in the perfect situation. You're definitely going to pick this language up in no time. I hope like if, unless you have some difficulty, of course, but it's going to, it's going to be much easier for you because you have all the resources you need because you have probably thousands or millions of people that, are there that can help you so how do we kind of utilize that though 
number one um, is try to make friends with someone in that in a foreign friend in that that speaks that language natively. Um, that's probably a little easier said than done, obviously. But recommend things like meetups. Uh, language partners uh, can generally turn into pretty good friendships. Um, what else have you been looking at? Um, when I very when I first start learning a language, the first thing that I look forward to is be able to order food at a restaurant in that language. Yeah, that's a good. That's it, it's I don't I don't know because it's really simple, straightforward. You know, there's not that many words to learn, and it's I get a little kick out of like, oh, I communicated someone like to someone in like their own language, like not using any English. Woo, it's really fun for me. Uh, taxi drivers, you know, this can be yeah, good. Taxi being drivers, able to, yeah. being able to say where you need to go, getting directions is always very important. So. Uh, trying to learn that and then you can ask people for directions even if you have nowhere to go i have done that a little bit i didn't do it too often because you know in china uh chinese are a little bit i don't know they, i have an issue with how they give directions sometimes but anyway they um, <laughs> um but like you just if you want to talk to somebody you could just ask someone on the street hey i need to go here you know and the most yeah you know, it depends where you are obviously not everyone not everyone's the same but most people would be willing to help you out yeah yeah so um, yeah, that's a good tip. Um, you know, um, obviously, um, romantic partners in that in that speak that native language that language natively that helps that helps tremendously. Um, that's kind of been the experience for most people, I believe. The only yeah. ad- advice I would give for people that are in that kind of situation is, uh, especially if you're in a heterosexual relationship, um, is. Uh, you'll probably pick up mannerisms that are of the opposite gender to yourself. So you'll like, obviously as a guy, uh, you know, I picked up a lot of more feminine ways to communicate in Mandarin because I learned a lot of it from, from a woman. So yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah. yeah, So you need to be careful of that. Uh, just make sure that, you know, don't, don't base everything based on, your your partner uh, i don't know if i i haven't ever talked to many many women about this but if they have the same problem when they're uh with a boyfriend that that speaks that language that, that language natively or not if they kind of and, and i guess that the, i guess the other tip is be careful not to annoy your partner like don't don't use that resource too too much yeah it's don't well don't treat it like a resource i'd say <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good tip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't. It's not really a resource, but yeah, you need to you yeah. need to be careful that they're not your teacher, right? So they'll help yeah. you, but they're not they're not there to teach you. You're in a that's not your relationship. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's funny. Um, Unless you're dating your teacher. <clears throat> well, yeah. That's, I I have no advice on that one. <laughs> yeah, don't. I, I would say don't do that. I, I, that's probably the best advice. Yeah. It's probably you know. Yeah. <laughs> not the best. Um. um yeah so you know because i i heard that like in mandarin there's some of that problem um i don't know about other language like european languages if there's a similar problem probably a little bit you probably say some things that are more feminine um languages that really depend on gender like how the different the two different genders speak are Sorry, I I say two genders. I'm kind of old fashioned that way. But anyway, um, <laughs> I don't want to get sorry. Don't don't come at me. I, really, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, different languages have a different. There's different ways people talk. Uh, men and women talk in a different way. So you need to be careful about that as well. Obviously, you should know when you're getting into that language that that's going to be an issue. So definitely have that in mind. You know, I think um, like off the top of my head, Thai uh, men and women speak differently in Thai. You know, like it's just it's just an off off the top of my head example, but yeah, I I don't remember. I remember there was like a Korean drama where there was a guy speaking in a feminine language, and a, you know that's he's meant to show that he's gay or something. So yeah, so that's, yeah, that's all I can say. It's just if you're that kind of thing. If you're, yeah. if you're in a romantic relationship with someone that speaks the language you're learning, or if you're learning the language because you're in a relationship with someone. You know, I don't know if I know anyone like that off the top of my head or anything, but you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. But, no comment. No, no comment. <laughs> but, but what I would, what I would suggest to that individual is definitely make sure that you're not picking up just the feminine or the male masculine mannerisms. Make sure that you can either have a more neutral way of speaking, or you know, have more than one source. You know, that's yeah, that, for sure. Which is true for lots of things in life don't don't base everything on one source you need to have multiple sources of information that's how journalists yeah, I, do stuff 
I noticed a lot of people speaking English, they learn from their friends. So they pick up a lot of uh, slang from um, like one source. And they and there's nothing wrong with, speaking, with using slang, but it it often doesn't match uh, like who who they seem to be. Like maybe when they speak their own language, they, they're more uh, like formal or like that's the way they look, but they speak in, in English with, using a lot of slang. So I'd be careful with... Um, like slang words it's not not that there's anything wrong with with using it i, I feel but uh you just got to be careful with how you communicate and like how you present yourself in another language yeah even just like in in korean they have uh different ways to speak to different people so if someone's older than you younger than you or like if you just want to show respect or like anything like you can't say uh young to someone older than you you have to be young sale you know so like Right. that kind of thing so just watch out for yeah it's definitely yeah. it depends on the language um but i think that you need to be able to um how am i going to say this i mean most most people if you're learning their language they'll appreciate the effort anyway so if you make these kind of po like politeness mistakes so like in that example if you said onion to someone that was older to you as a foreigner they would probably be they probably let you off the hook i don't know for sure i can't no, the, the, i think they i think they would it's it's yeah, it's you're a foreigner. You get away with these kind of things because yeah. you know, obviously. Now you know. Don't abuse yeah. that, but yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but, but uh, I, I, what I would suggest for people, especially people starting to learn the language, is don't worry too much about the formal slash informal differences right away. Just make sure that you can kind of get a basis, um, and then eventually you're going to learn how what's formal, what's informal, what situation you need to say certain words. You know, people that are learning English, for example. Um, you know, we have a lot of different ways we speak in a formal way that I wouldn't teach somebody until they're pretty advanced into English. Like, you know, yeah, for sure. Like people that are going to, you know, if they're going to be, if they're going to, you know, be in the service industry, for example, off the top of my head, then they'll probably pick that up on the job. So it's not something you really learn in a classroom. It's more of a practical skill. But yeah, I guess that's a good tip. Don't try to learn everything. Just, just take it step by step. Yeah, for sure. Because don't look too far in front, yeah. And I wouldn't. And if I had to pick, obviously try to pick the most neutral way of speaking as possible. You know, don't try to learn how to speak in this super formal way. It sounds like you're from the the you know the the 1890s or something like that. You know, don't don't try to approach it that way. But then also don't sound like you're. I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to avoid painting entire occupation but don't sound like a sailor on the other side of it <laughs> you know and just sound like you, yeah. you you curse and you curse and you you uh you have slang and you you uh in some cases you you speak you speak blasphemy and stuff like this like avoid that yeah but yeah but like you said if you're a beginner don't even don't even worry about all these things whoever you're learning from is probably going to teach you in the best most neutral way anyway yeah so just uh, I was, you know, just I, was, I, was, I was more for the point for people that are doing it as as uh, self study. Um, yeah. Ah. Uh, yep. 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 Stick That's to a good point. Stick to the books and um, stick to the material that you've chosen to learn from. Um, obviously, pick something you know reputable. Don't pick some random thing off the street and hope that they teach the the language properly. But um, if you yeah, start, I'd say yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Just to segue a little bit, um, I would say the one of the my favorite things to do when learning language is to consume as much media from we touched on this before but consume as much media from that in that language as possible like music books or um i mean books that you're at your level and um movies you know or like tv shows but uh if you're gonna learn language from those resources like like if you actually like it's always good like you watch it if something you want to learn you write it down but just always be careful of like who's saying and what situation it is and those kind of things that we talked about before yeah like, just I, be careful I, I forgot to mention music music is a great way to learn a language um now it's good in the sense that you learn good vocabulary and stuff but you know there's there's obviously like you said be careful because music can either be a little bit too poetic so people don't actually talk that way right like you discover that with lots of different types of music or uh, it could be music that's probably a little, you know, 
on the on the more explicit side so you know yeah well, if, you're, or if you're watching something like that's a historical piece as well that's another pitfall yes that's right because they talk in yeah. a different, they'll speak in a different way different way um, yeah you know yeah if you if you've tried to learn english from downton abbey you know <laughs> you, like i said you're gonna sound like you're from the 1920s and you know it's gonna be a bit odd for everybody Could else you imagine like, oh. well actually i i, I to, to just on a funny point there's a gentleman that i um when i was living in in australia and that that job i had in glebe it was a i was working at a cafe at the time and uh there's a gentleman that would show up once in a while and i believe he was from jordan but he spoke like he was you know he'd say hello gentlemen hello sir nice to see you today madam <laughs> like he'd talk this way because that's how he learned english Right. That's so cute. That's funny. Yeah. yeah so you know, he, <laughs> like he was always very formal. It's, it's it's an absolute. It's a great pleasure to see you today again, sir. You know, stuff like that. He talked this way. It was very endearing, <laughs> but it was just you know he couldn't speak in a casual way because he never learned how to do yeah. it. So yeah, you got to be careful about. <laughs> and those things that you learn at the very start will always stick with you. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So basically, I think we should just kind of recap it a little bit. Um, because there's lots, of, there's there's a lot of information in there. So, um, yeah. one thing for sure, um, make sure that you, when you're first setting out learning a new language, the priority needs to be uh, listening, and then more importantly, punctu- uh, pronunciation, not punctuation, pronunciation, because um, that is a skill that someone probably needs to teach you. Because trying to teach, learn it yourself, you're gonna end up making mistakes, and your mistakes are great. But if there's someone there to correct your mistakes, that's what you need developing mistakes and you you realize that there's like sounds or things like that in the other language that just doesn't exist in your native language yes that is something and you need to be careful. that is a big pitfall because you'll never hear it yourself you'll never catch those those different sounds yourself yeah like 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 uh for our english speakers my the most the thing i can think of the the the, the quickest is the th sound a th 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 sound and that is not in a lot of languages you know like uh the people i was teaching in 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 australia brazilian brazilian uh brazilian portuguese doesn't really have that sound as far as i'm aware right yeah i think i'm I'm, yeah i think so i'd have to like think of every word that i know and uh, (laughs) yeah but it's not (laughs) not, it's definitely not it's definitely not a common sound right yeah yeah definitely yeah it doesn't exist in chinese it doesn't exist in japanese right we don't have the letter W, I think it was in in um, the Braz- in the Portuguese alphabet. Yeah, exactly. I think it was W. Yeah, but things like that. Yeah, exactly. So there's just stuff that you you you'll never you've never encountered before. You don't your mouth is not used to saying like shaping a certain way. You know, like when I teach kids, you know, I I really emphasize teaching them th because they need to learn that early, being able to put their tongue between their teeth. Because in like especially for Chinese speakers, they they don't do that ever that's not there's no sound in chinese that that tries to imitate that sound so it's they, they just end up trying to make an f sound so instead of saying thank you they say thank you and so on yeah which you know which and then it sounds foreign it sounds like a person that's learning english as a second language you know and you know you don't want them to you don't need them to sound like they were born in toronto and grew up in toronto but you want them to you know speak it somewhat competently right so that's one point yeah for sure uh second point was uh um we talked about anki quite a bit definitely check that one out um if you don't have a pc or an android device which okay um <laughs> fair enough if that's your situation yeah. um if it's not free on on apple then uh you also have the, the option just to make your own flashcards with pieces of paper and again like andrew kept reiterating we use flashcards not to learn the language but to memorize stuff that we already learned yep that's so make sure we use it that way um use the people use people as much as you can what was that app that you were talking about uh near the beginning of the- uh hello talk hello, hello talk is so it's yeah. all one word h-e-l-l-o-t-a-l-k yeah i i'm pretty sure if it's not put a space there i'm pretty sure it's one word though um yeah if you if you can't if you don't use hello talk then i'm sure there's like reddit for like people trying to like there's there is a language learning reddit like subreddit and there's like other websites for people trying to learn whatever language is trying to find try to find a community that's the point of hello talk is to find someone who is willing to uh learn and teach and blah 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 and language trading is a great way to do that yeah language trading is really really useful um and 
the other another great people resource is if you can try and find free classes if you don't want or can't afford to pay for class is like I, we said earlier there's definitely um somewhere in your in your area well not definitely sorry uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, backtrack, yeah. I'll backtrack that a little bit but there is very likely um some sort of language learning like an english corner or some sort of um you know like the like i said earlier like the government of that country will probably have some sort of facility hopefully in your area i can't guarantee if you're in, in a yeah, more I'm, rural area you probably don't have that resource available to you but in, or maybe you're learning a language that isn't very like there's not many speakers they might have a problem there as well well that i can't help on unfortunately <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that yeah. one you probably need to have a teacher but um like yeah if you're trying to learn how to speak um cambodian you know like as much as i'm sure it's a great language it's just not very pr prominent in the world you know it's kind of it's very very narrow language so um very beautiful people though i love cambodia a lot so i'm not trying to it's just the example that came off the top of my head but um yeah i mean yeah any any language you can't come up with top of your head is going to offend someone i guess that's yeah. you're kind of in a trap there yeah, yeah really i really screwed up there but if you're not learning <laughs> if you're not learning one of the big languages right like i always i always quiz people on what are the big languages of the world and there's there's six un official languages there's english french uh spanish russian arabic and mandarin right so if you're learning one of those there's definitely going to be resources somewhere in major cities if you live in yeah I, in or around a major city there will be a resource there for you that you can yeah, i noticed that learning uh the the japanese section of my local language learning bookstore is huge compared to every other languages so it depends on how popular it is to learn at the time that's whatever right. language you yeah. learn as well yeah i don't yeah. I, japanese is for some reason people love learning that language it's uh, uh maybe that's just because we're kind of in the nerd culture so that's why that's why it's yeah I mean. for us but uh you know yeah of course and so like the languages that are very big that i didn't mention are probably german japanese um maybe a scandinavian language but generally most scandinavians speak very good english so they probably you probably don't need to learn that language but you know you never know um, if you want to yeah. if you want to of course i'm not i'm not saying <laughs> you shouldn't but it's probably it's probably uh, not super necessary if you're an english speaker um korean is getting more and more popular these days uh thai is you know there are people that love thailand so they probably learned some thai and uh, yeah, that's true but you know and, and uh farsi you know i know and 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 then certain uh indian languages as well uh punjabi is available in uh as a language in in lower mainland in in uh canada so that's you know if we, if we forget your language then uh we're sorry <laughs> we can't say them yeah yeah there's, there's hundreds <laughs> of languages out there there's so many yeah but um but yeah it's just um uh, uh, I'd one say extra tip actually mm -hmm. is uh on, there's some like online courses, like some universities uh, providing online courses that shouldn't be your only mode of study, but it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it helps me to have like just another kind of style of teacher, just see if uh, that style is easier for me or not. So I, I use um, Coursera, if uh, anyone knows that website. And uh, I've recently found for Korean a, spe a specific website from like, a specific university so sometimes you have to do some digging for these kind of like online courses but they can be useful and uh other, actually one more is uh podcasts there's a uh, often podcast language learning in uh whatever language you're trying to learn as well yeah i i uh i totally can vouch for that for sure i um i learned some french phrases on a podcast i've forgotten it because i you know the other you know the probably one of the most important things besides being confident in the language you need to be persistent you like you said earlier it's a marathon you really need to commit to it and you yeah. need to follow through because if you don't follow through then it's just uh it's so easy to lose the knowledge that you gain because if you don't put it to use then your brain just immediately is like okay this is really not that super important they just it just gets shoved to the corner and you probably yeah it happened to me with cantonese for sure yeah i just completely lost that language yeah i i <laughs> i um like one of my major life turning point decisions was when i finished my year in shanghai i um uh, you know, I was debating going home or whatever, and I decided to take a gap year and continue living in China for another year. Uh, you know, there was obviously my partner was involved heavily in that decision, but there's there's also <laughs> the element of, um, uh, you know, I want to be able to put this Chinese that I just spent a whole year on 
to further use and really kind of cement it. And that was probably one of the, you know, probably one of the best decisions in regards to my language learning. Um, and in, in life in general, <laughs> putting, <laughs> putting, uh, you know, putting that, that kind of skills, using that foundation, really, you know, making it practical and, and applying it. So, um, it definitely, you know, it forced my, it forced my hand to learn the language quite thoroughly. And so that's definitely something that helped a lot. Now I know that's not a practical advice for everybody. Not everyone can make that kind of decision where they can just uproot their lives and <laughs> move to a foreign country for, for years. But, um, if you have that ability, you know, if you're of the age that, you know, you're in your early twenties or so on, and you have the, if you have the freedom and the wherewithal, I definitely would suggest if you want to, if you're interested in the culture of the country, I'm sure you're already in that country now because you probably have a love yep. for it and you want to learn it. And so that's definitely something I would suggest for sure. Or as well. At least visit. I, th I think, uh, one thing is that it takes a long time to learn a language. It's not, you know, like, you know, a year is not a long time period when it comes to learning a language. And, um, there's actually, they have, if you look up, just Google like how hard is it to learn different languages. They have like a list of like different levels from at least from an English speaking perspective, what is difficult. So then it'll tell you how many hours it takes to learn each language. And uh, yeah, I think Chinese and Korean are, are the, the mo one, like the most is on the level of the most difficult languages to learn. Yeah. They would be grouped. So They'd be we, grouped. We definitely I know. Yeah. Together, yeah. 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 You, yeah we, we picked a bit of a high hill to learn. A <laughs> yeah, language. We've, yeah, we've. <laughs> it's just cause the, yeah. um, yeah, for the Asian language, it's just cause they, they are so disconnected from, uh, the grammar and the vocabulary and everything else that goes along with the European languages that they are definitely in their own little world for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah so if, if you're going to learn like Spanish or something, you'll find the jump, like, the the road from uh knowing nothing to fluency a lot quicker and easier compared to other languages um so I, i'd say if you just want to learn a language and you can't decide which one maybe look at that table and uh if you, if it doesn't matter which one you're trying to learn there's pick one that you're interested in of course yeah in um in the easier list but having said that if you're just want to learn another language i would, i would say that's not the best way to go about it i think you you really need to have a love for whatever culture or language that you're trying to get into because it is a marathon and it if if you like find out that you hate you know whatever language you're learning then you just wasted a bunch of time so just i yeah i totally i can totally vouch for that i i mean i've never been to france and i i'm very you know, i'm not i'm not crazy interested in french culture i think it's interesting and it's definitely very important but um, I wouldn't learn it if I still didn't have some sort of affinity or some sort of attachment to it. I'm doing it because French is a sp language spoken in my country. So that's why that's kind of the main reason why, like so I had people come at me, uh, including my friend here in Beijing. Why aren't you learning Spanish? Spanish is more practical. Mm -hmm. More people in the world speak Spanish than French. I said, yeah, I know, but French is, I'm going to want to, I'll appreciate French more than I'll appreciate Spanish. And the funny thing about that is you probably can jump from French to Spanish really easy. Oh, eventually. Eventually. Because you, know? you have English, you have French, yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah eventually. But um, yeah, I, I think that's a, it's a big tip is like, if you can find something in your life, like a, a reason, like just say you're, you just start working at a company and it's, um, you know, it's German, then maybe just start learning German, you know, because it's a great opportunity to learn a language you have like a reason there you have like a big opportunity yeah and uh, those kind of things for language learning doesn't come often like as often as you'd think you know so just take those opportunities if you can i mean if you uh if you're if you're searching for a language to learn at this point you haven't made a decision i would recommend i would suggest unless you have like a certain direction you want to go i would suggest learning a language that i listed earlier uh so if you're an english speaker French, Spanish, German, or uh, sorry, maybe not German, but French, Spanish, uh, um, Russian, Arabic, or Chinese, if you're willing to. Uh, the, the the latter three are probably more difficult than the, the first two, uh, just because they are so predominant in the world. It, it, it obviously depends where you where you are in your situation, but those those languages are the UN languages. Like they are so predominant in the world. That's why I would. I'd probably put those on the top of the list. Like, yeah, if you're trying to look for something practical yes, to learn, a little bit yeah. more practical, then that would probably be higher on the list. If you're doing it for like, you need another skill for work, then unless your your specific field 
if if you can learn any language because your your field doesn't dictate you learning Italian for some reason, then yeah, I'd pick one of those, <laughs> those languages for sure. So yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, just try to find. I think just try to find something like a language that you have some sort of a uh, connection with, because yeah, it's just going to be easier for you. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, you need to find someone something that you're connected to. Um, and that was there anything else that we we talked? Oh, and then the other big tip about uh, listening. So just really quickly, I think this one's really good. It was very practical for me. Is when you find find a TV show, uh, or sorry, uh, well, it could be a TV show, I suppose as well, but probably a cartoon, something for younger audiences. Watch the dub of it if you can't find something in the native language, because you either a don't like the 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 media of that language like me or b it's just not available for you then yeah try to find a dub of something american or british or whatever um, but dubbed in that language have the subtitles on in your language in english or whatever and then um when you kind of get the meaning the gist of the the movie the cartoon watch it again and again but then change it to the subtitles of the the that language so that the the audio and the, the subtitles are the same same language and then eventually take the subtitles off so that you're just listening to it and again like i said don't sit there watching it dead on the whole time you can have it just on the background you're cooking have it on the more the more you you submerge submerge yourself in that language and hearing it and you know just being around it the quicker you learn because you know you, you kind of like want that subconscious passive learning as well as the um active as well as the active yeah. learning yeah mm-hmm. it, it's it's really important to get kind of that subconscious working at it yeah yeah so for sure that is one practical tip that you can definitely and music in the background books are good um you know but books i feel come a little bit later you know you need a little to, bit later yeah you need to have you need to have vocabulary and grammar structures and stuff like that um and that's that's kind of the main tips the the grammar structure i was gonna say yeah. if you're if you're struggling don't give up yes um definitely you yeah. know be a bit of a clown. Um, w- one thing I think this is sorry. We keep adding more tips, uh, but yeah, <laughs> but they're they're all very useful. So um, yeah, exactly. Um, one tip I can definitely suggest when you if you are talking to people in in their native language, um, so you're, it's foreign language for you. If you can make a joke, uh, if you can tell jokes in a, in a language, it shows that you've really made a lot of progress. And uh, try your best because I think if you can tell jokes. It helps your confidence a lot, and that, like I said earlier, confidence is another huge element to it. And if you're if you're confident, then you'll make mistakes, and it'll just kind of you'll you'll brush it off your shoulders, and you'll learn yeah, that and vocabulary. Look back at the things you've done already, like see how far you've come. You know, so look at that that first page of the textbook you're learning, or like look at the things you struggled with before, and how like just try to like reinforce how far you've come is. is is good for that confidence. Yes, I think so for sure. Yeah. And in Anki, when you're doing the flashcards, when you have the super easy flashcards pop back up after being away for 40 days, you're like, oh man, that's easy. You know, you can, that, yeah, you can, feels good. Yeah, it feels really good. <laughs> I sh- I remember how much I struggled on this. Now it's just something so easy. Thank you. Yep. All right. See you in six months. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's for sure. No, so yeah, so definitely lots of lots of great tips. Um, but if you have any other tips, you guys think we missed because we can't talk about everything we you know we're trying to we went a little bit over an hour this time we try to keep it around an hour so we can't we can't give every tip available um let us know uh just email us at common knowledge pod pod at gmail.com um you know any comments about this episode or anything you guys want us to talk about more tips anything yeah for sure we might do a review episode later who knows like that might be yeah going back and revisiting episodes is definitely something that would be cool if we learn something new or something like that or yeah you know i, I think um make I some think mistakes we're, we're or anything it'd be great that'd be good i think we might do uh we might do you know we'll do some language a little language uh learning maybe down the road as well like i might try to teach you some french that will reinforce my french and you do the same thing for me with korean i'll probably help out a bit or we could do chinese and porcho if you uh if we want we'll see how we go yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. All Sounds right. good. Alrighty. We're going to cue the outro music in just a moment here. But until next time, I'm Matt. And I'm Andrew. And we'll see you guys next time.